This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, we're going to turn our attention to the story of a Calgary man finds himself behind bars in Algeria. I believe it's now been more than a year. And we're just starting to hear details about his case. It's a 30-year-old year, a 30-year-old man, Abdurrahman Ghanem of Calgary, is charged with being a member of a terrorist group. And that sounds serious. Is there reason to believe that there's anything to this? How did he come into the custody of the Algerians? Now, one story here notes that uh, Ghanem's family acknowledges that he associated with several other men from Calgary who eventually left to fight in Syria, but says he was never a part of any of that stuff. Well, joining us on the line to talk more about his case, what more the Canadian government uh, can or should be doing, Gary Caroline is a Vancouver-based lawyer, uh, specialized in litigation, human rights, and consular representation. Gary, thanks for joining us here. Thank you, Rob. All right, so how long has, has he been in Algeria? He's been in Algeria for um, uh, going on 11, uh, I should say 13 months now, but he was first detained uh, in Oman, uh, where he was living with his parents. His parents are living temporarily overseas. Father works in the oil industry there. Okay, so he was living in Oman and was detained by whom? He was asked by the Omani police to come in for questioning, and uh, when he got there, he was detained. It wound up being about five weeks, and the um, um, the Omanis uh, told uh, the parents that uh, the reason why he was brought in or asked to come in for questioning and detained was that a foreign intelligence service um, asked them to investigate uh, Abderman. And that's what they did, and um, they sort of um, uh, deported him, effectively deported him to Algeria, because at the time he was living in Oman with his parents, the Canadian government had refused to uh, renew his passport. So um, Abderrahman, is, uh, he was born in Algeria, and he had an Algerian passport as well as a Canadian, but... Uh, the Canadian passport uh, was uh, was useless to him at the time he was um, he was uh, sent from uh, from Oman to Algeria. What, what had happened with his Canadian passport? Then was it expired? It expired. He um, he asked for it to be renewed. Um, he was living with the grandparents in Algeria at the time of uh, the renewal request. And um, one day he got a phone call uh, from ostensibly from somebody uh, at the Canadian Embassy in Algiers asking him to come in to talk about his passport renewal. But when he got there, uh, he met a, a fellow uh, who turned out to be a CSIS agent who um, basically threatened him that if he didn't cooperate with God knows what, uh, he would be sent to countries that weren't as nice as Canada is. And um, and his problems began there, and that's uh, the beginning of 2015. Okay, so he ended up in custody in Algeria. He's been formally charged then? He's been formally charged, and um, I'm going to paraphrase what the charge is. I can explain it in legal terms, but basically he's being charged with being a member of a Calgary-based terrorist group. 
and the um, and uh, these are fellows who were associated with the eighth and eighth eighth uh, mosque yeah. uh, that I understand is not open anymore. But that's that's where Abderman's problems began. Um, he be, he uh, attended the mosque. He became uh, friends with several uh, people who were uh, several other Canadians who were radicalized or became radicalized hanging around the mosque. And uh, several of them wound up going to, um, uh, as they say, conflict zones in the Middle East. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where, but uh, but um, at least three of them were killed, perhaps a fourth. Uh, but the, the 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 strange thing about this Rob is that although he was friends with these guys at the time, going back to 2010 to 2012, uh, he took a different path. Uh, his family is extremely tight knit. Uh, his uh, siblings and his parents were bugging him about why he was hanging around the, with these people. Uh, at the time, obviously, they didn't know anything about them going to uh, the Middle East. That only that only happened afterwards. And so, after he suffered a uh, really serious uh, climbing accident uh, in in uh, 2012, his family suggested that he go and live with his grandparents um, and try and um, um, try and straighten out what he was doing uh, in his life um, he was very depressed he was treated for depression in um, in uh, in Calgary in 2012 but uh, sort of a, a new page uh, a new scene was was thought to um, to uh, help him recover from his depression so as far as we know and and um, we have investigated this case, um, quite a bit. Um, we believe that the last contact he had any, with any of the guys who hung around the, the mosque in Calgary was in early 2013. So what is surprising is not only um, the fact that it, it looks like CSIS has shared information with with a country that does uh, does not have the same uh, rules as as we have in terms of respecting human rights and the uh, the rule of law they sort of con subcontracted um a prosecution of a guy who uh didn't do anything more than hang around and himself become radicalized but moved away from that okay so nobody else as far as i know has has been prosecuted from from that group in terms of people who went uh, to the Middle East and in fact one of them uh, was brought back by the Canadian government never charged as far as I know but here's a guy who became radicalized through the work of of his family um, moved away from that distanced himself from it never went to fight never did anything wrong in terms of breaking the law but he's the guy who winds up uh, in a prison in Algeria over events that happened years earlier in Calgary. Well, that seems like an important point, that he's not alleged to have done anything specifically in Algeria, correct? He's not alleged to have done anything in Algeria, and he's not alleged to have committed any, I'll use this phrase, terrorist acts. What he is charged with is being associated with a terrorist group, and the terrorist group uh, are the 
the fellows that uh, that became radicalized and were active around the 8th and 8th Mosque in Calgary, 2010-2012. Um, so will the evidence against him be coming directly from Canadian authorities? Well, Rob, here's the thing. Um, uh, there is no evidence against him. Uh, the prosecutor uh, and the, the, the trial, I should say, is coming up next uh, next Tuesday, June thirteenth. The prosecutor was asked by his uh, criminal lawyer in Algeria, "What evidence do you have against Abderrahman?" And they said nothing. So what it can only be, Rob, is that it was discovered by the um, uh, by the criminal lawyers representing um, Abderrahman as best they can in Algeria. That they, uh, the Algerian uh, National Security Service received information from CSIS. And that's what they're going on. So, despite the fact that we as Canadians have spent millions of dollars on two very important inquiries into people being rendered uh, in the Middle East and being caught in situations primarily because of actions uh, by either the RCMP or CSIS, it seems like our government hasn't learned a thing. And the reason why I say that is that I have been constantly um, dealing with the government over this, and um, no one from our government will say anything to me. No one has denied any of the allegations that we've made that basically an arm of the Canadian government's responsible for the, the, the situation facing a, uh, a Canadian citizen in Algeria. So what should the government do at this point? What would you like to see the response be? Well, um, I've been involved in, in cases similar to this, um, meaning people who are detained, uh, Canadians who are de- detained abroad in, uh, in horrible situations. And... Um, Past governments uh, were um, were um, very reluctant to to do much. Um, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, in the election campaign, came out very strongly in favor of uh, the Liberals, if they were to be elected, doing much much more, being more vocal in uh, in uh, fighting for and obtaining the release of Canadians detained arbitrarily uh, in other countries. So since the uh, the Liberal government has come in, it's fair to say that the people at Global Affairs uh, Canada are uh, are much more transparent in what they're doing. Um, they They work very, very hard. But there comes a point when, in these very difficult situations, you need much more than than uh, than an ambassador or a uh, consular officer in another country doing the frontline work. And what we're calling for in this case is that sort of enough with the quiet diplomacy. We want the Canadian government to speak out openly calling for Algeria to release Abderrahman. And it's important to note, Rob, that the only comments that they have made publicly, that I'm talking about the government, is that they're, they're watching the case and they're providing consular services to Abderman, which they are. He's not going to get out of prison unless Canada makes a noise about this. Right. Well, we'll see if they do. Uh, Gary, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks Thank for you, this. Rob. All right. Thank Gary Caroline, a Vancouver-based attorney representing Abdurman Ghanem, who is, as mentioned, in custody in Algeria, has been so for just over a year now. 
let's just take a break here. We're a little long in this segment. I mean, I got some thoughts. I'm sure you got some thoughts here. 403-974-8255. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.